1: Welcome in, Rob Black here. your money, I'm Rob Black, interesting weekend, Friday saw the markets tank going into the weekend and that may be a trend for the next couple of weeks, in large part a lot of people don't want to be long the market when there's so much time in the news cycle of the weekend. Monday through Friday, while things are trading around the the breaking news, not so much on Saturday and Sunday. China's Shanghai composite got slammed in its first day of trading after the extended lunar New Year closure, down 7.7%. So the U.S. was weak going into the weekend, and China was weak coming out of it. More coronavirus cases are being reported in countries other than China. The first death outside of China from the coronavirus was reported in the Philippines. U.S. Senate voted against calling witnesses in the President Trump's impeachment trial, which should be over this week or early next week. There is copious amounts of reporting today on Iowa's caucus, which means... The election season and the election risk season is here. We'll talk about that because there is risk in the election season. I'll talk about it real briefly here. Let's say Bernie Sanders wins today. You're going to see a reaction in the stock market tomorrow. Um, And with the progressives, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, popular culture saying they're not going to be good for the stock market. Maybe they'll be good for society, but they're not going to be good for the stock market. Again, I'm not being political when I say that. The UK went about its Brexit from the EU. Yay! Well, no, I don't know. A lot of people think the UK made a mistake, and that they're going to lose a good couple shaving points of uh, their GDP. In the United States, it seems like if we had a bad day on Monday, we have a good day on Tuesday. If we have a bad day on Friday, we have a good day on Monday. There's kind of a buy-the-dip mentality. Hmm. Saudi Arabia is making a lot of noise today talking about cutting oil production. Because the coronavirus is going to slow business in China. It's going to take at least a two-week period. What's going to happen? Okay. We're going to probably see a peak in the diagnosis. And then there's going to be a two-week period where at some point we don't see another new peak. And people are going to start saying, okay, okay, we got this under control. But there is isn't, for real right now a problem with uh, China that today, if I had a business in China, I I can't fly there. There's, There's no planes to take me. So I have to wait 14 days for that cycle to flush itself with, you know, peak transmissions down or something like that has to happen. We'll see it. I'm not stressed. Famous last words, right? You start a disaster maybe with Roblox saying, Ah, we've never had a big earthquake here. I'm not worried. And then you get like Paul Giamatti screaming at me. You fool. We're all going to die. Thank you very much. Anyhow, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes was named MVP of the game. It felt like it was a little bit on the dull side, to be quite honest with you. Like, who's going to be the MVP? This game's not... It didn't look like there was a breakout. And then there finally was. But Patrick Mahomes is going to Disney World. In Orlando, because he's not going to the one in Shanghai. The Disney experience in Shanghai right now is closed. So there are real businesses that aren't, are losing money. And there are real business transactions and future deals that are not happening. Think of the hotels that are not being cleaned and the person who's cleaning them or the flight attendants who help make your 15-hour flight to Shanghai a little bit more pleasurable. Um, people lose money. So the concerns haven't fallen off. I think when, if we continue to get a good shakeout Keep reallocating however you feel comfortable. Conventional wisdom says small cap value in the United States because small cap value companies like uh, small cap banks in the United States, they don't do loans in China. But also they don't have employees in China. So there's no coronavirus in China. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get all medical. I'm not going to go there right now. But small cap value, small cap value and international. Um, because you're seeing like China fall 7.7%. That's a big number for a big stock market in a big economy. 7.7% if it was like the Western Calgary uh, markets, which are, let's say oil. There are some stock markets that are like wild, wild west. where they only have like 15 things traded on them. I could see a 7.7% drop, but Shanghai down 7.7, 7. that's a big number. Apple is in the news. They're closing its corporate offices and stores in China through February 9th. So you that two week period ish, right? They're reporting the top Apple analyst from TF international securities is cutting iPhone shipments by about 10% for the March quarter due to the impact of the coronavirus. So Apple's going to lose some business. Will it be given to Samsung? No, the whole industry is going to be tight there. So that can come back. It's typically the things that can't come back, like a cup of coffee that you have every day, 365 days a year, if you're going two weeks without it. Those are real cuts. After the market today, Alphabet Google is going to be reporting numbers. We do have one more good week of earnings. Earnings is not I, earnings have not been the problem on the market. Keep in mind, we were hitting all-time highs not that long ago. But... A rough Monday and a rough Friday, it it should remind you there is volatility in the stock market, and you need to have a plan, and you need to have a strategy. We'll be talking about income and retirement. February 6th in Palo Alto at the Yelks Lodge. So that's this week, this Thursday, 630 to 830. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use code radio25. It's filling up, so it's going to sell out. Um, So if you've been to the events before, please don't come because they're really meant for new people. Um, You can sign up at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and use the code radio25. It is filling up fast. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Particularly tied towards the market. Um, Amazon had a big week last week, hitting all time highs after going sideways for about 15 months. Um, Jeff Bezos was seen all over the Super Bowl. He's out there partying. In a bit of awkward, his phone was hacked, right? We all know this story. And some, I think, nude pictures of him came out. And the world got really upset about it. And he is a billionaire. So what is he going to do? He's going to hire a private investigator. Finds out that the person he's dating's brother might have leaked him off her phone. And like, maybe his phone wasn't hacked. But then Saudi Arabia says they didn't hack his phone. But people have said, it's just a nice reminder. Change your passwords on occasion. And if you take any compromising pictures, don't leave them on your phone. Don't store them in the cloud. Maybe I, no comment on what you should do with them. But uh, Jeff Bezos, the world's most powerful, what what secret would you want to get from him? Sorry, Arabia may not have secrets that he's building a Death Star? <laughs> he's gonna launch all these satellites in space with him on them. to get your calls on the air. We'll talk about Disney and more when we come back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more.
0: Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A
1: couple of people out there today saying the coronavirus is going to be potentially bigger and worse than financial media is making it play or sound. Some of these guys are big hedge funds, guys. David Tepper. He came on to uh, talk a little bit about the outbreak. And he's a rich guy, rich enough to buy a NFL football team. And he's done it by having more information than you or I. He hires the smartest people. And then he, he calls hospitals in China if he has to. So he was bullish on the market just a few weeks ago. I like Tepper. He tends not to say crazy stuff. He'll tend to say, you know, I'm not basing my investment decision on a four-year president or eight-year president, but on businesses that are planning 10, 15, 20 years out. And he says, you have to be careful. This, This viral outbreak could be a game changer. And he thinks the coronavirus has certainly ruined the environment for stocks that was in place just a few weeks ago. He was the guy who said, I love riding a horse that's running. And he says in the global puzzle, if you take part of China out, keep in mind, most of China's working. When you hear about cities being shut down, they're big, but it's a really, really big country. A comparable would be like saying Baltimore and Philadelphia and Charlotte are shutting down but there's other cities still humming quite nicely but it's going to be a problem it's going to hit numbers The outbreak still mostly impacting china when asked if long-term investors should stay in the market tepper indicated that they should make sure they're not taking extra risks if you're a long-term person you better not be leveraged he says i'm good hearing about that i think it's super important to hear both sides. There's another guy, Mohammed El Aryan. He's one of those people who is considered a bond king. He's really, really good about the smart side of the market. He's an economist. He's warning investors not to buy declines in the stock market like they might have done in the, before the coronavirus. He thinks it's going to paralyze China. It's going to cascade through the global economy. We should pay more attention to this, and we should try and resist our inclination to buy the dip. I like his opinions. I like his thoughts. I've never used them as a standard around how I invest, but he's not not dull, to say the least. One area where I don't like him is, oh, when he gets on Bloomberg, he starts talking about the New York Jets. I like money guys to talk about money. And not about the sports world. I get it. I hope you had a good weekend this weekend. Sat around the, the coffee table with family and had a couple of drinks and maybe some nice barbecue. But don't tell us about how the Jets outlook for 2020 is going forward. I don't need that. And he's he's one of those, if you know any Jets fans, they're always hopeful. But it never turns out well for them. Um. So anyway, Mama Delarian. Two people out there that represent big money are saying, one's saying it's going to spread and shut down China. The other saying, be careful. Don't have too much risk out there. I don't think either one of them are saying this is a ideal environment for investing. Speaking about the environment for investing, what sort are we in? We'll talk about that at the big event coming up Thursday in Palo Alto. It happens to come at a great time as the market's transitioning. Not transitioning like the headline transitioning, but Doing its thing um but political season's kicking off right now the iowa caucus which i don't know if you ask 100 americans how the iowa caucuses work i don't think most people know if farmers are coming in from the field with a corn husk and saying if you lift this one you like bernie if you lift that one you like it's not a straight on vote so political risk season begins Day, the market's going to look different than tomorrow. If Biden comes out of it, we're like, oh, we're going back to moderation. If uh, Sanders comes out of it, we're going to go, oh, we're going to be a little bit more progressive. Goldman Sachs, this big brokerage company, they wrote a note to their clients saying healthcare stocks have tracked the polling up and down to the Democratic primary most closely. Particularly managed care names, which have traded inversely to the prediction market out. Signed to whether Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren would win the nomination. So there's something going on there, and then I think uh, you take a look on re-election numbers. You could say that the Republican Party would be good for certain sectors, the Democrat Party would be good for certain sectors, good and bad, you get the idea. But generally speaking, most people in Wall Street that I know, we've done well in Presidential situations of a joint Congress, a, a split Congress, uh, Republican president, Democrat president. I think what we also see is like the debt keeps piling up because that's what president, not president, eh, politicians tend to like to spend money. That's all I'm going to say. get each calls on the air. None of the Super Bowl commercials really jumped at me yesterday. Um. I think the average was going for about four and a half to five million dollars for 30 seconds. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It is interesting to look at the business of Fox because they don't really have a streaming product. Um, They give big chunks of their content that people want to be streamed on their platforms. But Fox... Had the Super Bowl yesterday, and uh, it's clear in the United States more people are, are rapidly cutting cable. So we're going to need that streaming option, in theory. And uh, you'll see Fox come up with something on that, I would think, sooner rather than later.
0: 800-516-1220 to
1: get your calls on the air. And Beyond Meat's trading crazy. That's sold one on my screens because people keep asking about it. Um, Very, very volatile and not necessarily tied towards the overall market. It's, it's kind of breaking away from it, just changing, bouncing on news. Heavily short at stock, too. I should mention that on occasion because I know I mentioned the story side of it, uh, plant-based proteins, but I probably don't hit the side that it's not going to be for a long time until they look fairly valued like Tesla. Um, we all get the kooky CEO, but it's going to take a long time. And that Hummer that was introduced on the Super Bowl last night, will there be competition for the big truck that Tesla wants to build? Sure. Some level. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Big seminar coming up February 6th. The event is in Palo Alto. It's an income and retirement. CFP, Chad Burton, myself. He's to be doing mostly heavy lifting on income issues, annuity issues in retirement. I'll be giving a little market out look. You can find out more at Rob Black Show. That's Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free if you've never been. And it's none of my business. And I don't want to get involved. If you're thinking that she's good.
0: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. Uh-huh.
0: I'm Rob Black. Thanks for
1: listening to the show. Uh-huh. I wish I could talk like a singer, right? One of the common questions that I get from people who are my neighbors who've never worked with me are afraid to talk to me because they're afraid of my judgment because of some of them have done nothing financially. I'm not mad at you. If you've done nothing financially in the end, I'm sort of apathetic. You'll get what you, you settle for. That's one of the you know mantras I believe in. Um, it's kind of like a God helps those who help themselves You'll get what you settle for. Whatever is that's close to that. Kind of rings true to me. So One of my neighbors is mid-50s. And chatting with him. He said. I'm getting serious about retirement now. For the first time. What should I do? I said. Dude you have no hope. He makes $200,000 a year. Which is a nice number. To work with for sure. But. He has to start making cuts now and expect to live longer. Had he asked me that question 10, 20, 30 years ago, he'd be wealthy and ready for retirement in five or 10 years. So I have bad news. The retirement that he wanted is fading. He needs a well-executed plan now. Mid-50s, and nothing saved, but you have a good income. That's You can work with that. Mid-50s, and nothing saved, and you have bad income. You need to start thinking about work until you die. Which I don't think is a bad thing, and it may sound like I'm being hard. But there's something to be said about seeing people and talking to people and getting up and having a reason to go to work. If not for the social, I tell you, visiting my mom in an old folks' home and seeing that like probably most kids only visit their parents two or three times a year No one's visiting these people. And the lack of social interaction crushes them. So I kind of like the idea of working a little bit longer, especially if you haven't saved enough. So when I heard $200,000 income, I was able to say in my head, the next 10 years, this dude's going to make $2 million. What, and that should be one of the first things you take out of the segment. What are you making now? 50,000 and then you work with 500,000 over the next 10 years. See what I'm going at? 1 million, 100,000 million over the next 10 years. So, that's how big your pot can get unless you start doing things like investing growing outside of your income. So, 2 million is a good number to work with, but you have to make serious cuts. The good thing about having a big salary like two hundred thousand dollars a year is, when you do get to retirement, it looks bigger because you're in your good money-earning years. Social security will likely be about four thousand a month. Currently, the most person can receive when filing at age seventy is about thirty seven hundred. Again, four thousand is pretty good, especially if you're doing it earlier. Um, you want to save better and you want to start investing smarter. So if you're that far behind, you need to, it's not 15% of your salary at this point in time. You need more, as much as you can get so that you get that nest egg going and then you need to work as long as you can to keep the income coming in versus the money going out. So it's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of budgeting saw the JC Penney's fell under $5 uh, under $1 a dollar share. I do get emails believe it or not from people who are like, "I want a stock under $10. Which one do you like?" None. I buy companies, I don't buy stock prices. So, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, it looks like PG&E is getting closer to coming out of bankruptcy with a stock that's viable. I don't want to buy this company. There's too many people that hate it right now, like a Gavin Newsom. I prefer to get them two or three years after they're out and stable and try to based on current laws and wildfire situations then. one of the things that I, I check out on for entertainment is called next door. And I live in a community that it's got some older people and they make next door just darn worth it. And I usually get nothing of value from next door. Usually it's people really, really angry that a dog pooped in their yard and someone didn't have the courage to pick it up. And now he put it on a sign and he's actually gone out of his way to do something disgusting with a piece of dog feces that and it's like wow people have a lot of time on their hands um but one of the arguments someone recently made you know they're angry i have a 450 pg and e gas bill it's winter in the bay area and we get some chilly nights and if you heat your house at 68 you're probably going to have a 400 hundred dollar gas bill and yes i too remember when that was a hundred dollar gas bill Um, The the beauty of it is, is we all need natural gas to stay warm or oil or whatever we use and whatever energy source until we don't. And that's the teeter-totter for Pacific Gas and Electric is 10, 20, 30 years ago. No one had solar. Can't heat your house out. No way. No, you know, not enough of a grid. Now there's enough of a technology to pull it off. So PG&E slowly raises rates. In theory, they're gouging us. In theory, they're not. I don't know. But it used to be very consistent because their only way to heat your house was with towels and sweaters. Not towels. Why did I just say towels? Sweaters. Oh, blankets is what I meant to say. Or you turn on the heat. And it was a beautiful thing because you knew how consistently, how many people live in the Bay Area at times? How many cold nights? Like you could figure it out. Now, I think PT's is going to be more of a wild animal. As many people are cutting cable for the social reasons, I think I could see people cutting and saying, you know, we're going to bite the bull and go solar. But, yeah, it's just, so it's just not me is, is what I'm getting at. pg and might soon be able to finish and step out of bankruptcy. They filed an updated version of its restructuring plan late Friday. It really hasn't hit the news. Wall Street's seeing it today for the first time. They're now reflecting new terms of the deal with their creditors, the wildfire victims, the holder of claims. PG&E, the holding company for Pacific Gas and Electric, filed for bankruptcy. Anytime a company goes bankruptcy, people who get hurt the most tend to be the shareholders. If you've ever lent them money, you get some of that money back before the shareholders do. Now, PG&E is also a company that's hitting ballooning costs there's enough that I don't like about it, can I watch it from a distance and go, "Ooh, that stock is up 8% when the stock market's only up one half of 1%. That's dramatic. And I don't like utility companies that are dramatic. But I get it. They're in the news, and I get it. You kind of want to be all part of that. Kind of like a sexy stock. I would just want to trade so I can buy a car. This is a company that could be it for you. Not for me. PGE has agreed to pay nearly 26 billion to wildfire victims, insurers, and local governments for wildfire costs. It's pretty interesting about the insurance industry. My first real business lesson with them was when I was rear-ended in a car, and she was probably going 45 and didn't see me and slammed on her brakes, and I was already stopped, so she probably got down to 25, 20, 10 miles an hour somewhere in that area. And when it happened, I was like, "Oh, I'm shocked!" And About six hours later, I was like, "I tensed up my whole body, so I had to go to the emergency room." And I probably didn't have to go. Oh my I god! I uh, yeah, I guess I could have waited till the next day, but you get the idea. And my brother David is a was a personal injury attorney. Um, now he's a judge. I said, "How much am I going to get out?" Of this? like I was figuring out car costs. Like it was, I was 18ish. Um, didn't have a real strong concept of how much to replace a car was, didn't have a real strong concept of the whole, whole insurance relationship. Will they pay? Will they not pay? And uh, he said, wait till you hear an offer on, it was a technically a neck strain. And uh, it wasn't whiplash. There's like different things. And what he told me was, for a neck strain, you're going to get about 3000 For whiplash, you can get about $10,000. i am like, pain and suffering? How about lost work? How about like, I've seen it on TV, like, no, it's, it's pretty mathematical. And he had a horrible, horrible lesson to add to that on me. And I, I think my family is pretty much about shocking truths. And he said, Rob, if you ever hit someone in a car, make sure you put it in reverse and kill him, Because he said a dead body's worth a lot less than a maimed body or a handicapped body. And I'm like, is that how the insurance industry works? And if, you know, of course he instantly retracts, he goes, of course I'm not telling you to do that, but that's, that's the math of it. So with PG&E, when I see the cost going higher on victims, it's, you, you get to this weird world where you're no longer associating humans with, with life, you're associating them with damages it's it's very and when I say damages, I say financial damages. But then again, another lesson of why you have insurance. Because of financial damages and ramifications, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up right here, right now at Rob Black's show and use the code RADIO25. Listen to commercials as well.
0: comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: It's pretty scary headlines out there. (laughs) Iowa goes to the caucuses. That's not scary feels like the 2016 political season never ended it feels like it's been non-stop um i'm a little fatigued on it i probably need more days off this year than last year just because of the political headline news fatigue anytime there's big headlines we have to investigate as stock people and the coronavirus and the democratic caucuses are in the news right now not exactly earnings, not exactly revenue. It's a little bit tougher. One analyst today is cutting his iPhone shipment forecast by 10% due to the coronavirus. Um, they're shutting down stores in China. So you can't go to the store and feel stuff and touch stuff and, and play with it. They're keeping things online open. And just not they're shutting down every store in China. There's a large amount. Now, Apple's already addressed this a little bit. That is a legitimate concern that you're seeing numbers cut for this quarter. They're not cutting numbers for the year. They're cutting numbers for the quarter. So take it for what you want to. But I seen, I saw not, I seen, I seen an analyst. I saw one analyst cut some numbers on Apple, not because of what's happening in China, but because they think that only about 10% of people who are using Apple TV who have Apple are taking them up on their offer to activate it. So Apple TV is not going to catch on as quickly or as much profitably. Just don't like it. Right. Apple TV is not even a hobby at this point in time to Apple. Give them a year, give them two years before you even start thinking about it. Um, They hire the right people. They hired the head, the former head of HBO and HBO had a, good 20 year string of tv shows with that said let's not pick on apple about that because no one really expects them to have profits from that i like the number cut on shipments in china that's real saying tv apple plus tv plus just isn't quite no i don't know Chiefs coach, Andy Reid. He still drives the car his dad bought for $25 in the 1940s. I like that. Now, he just beat the San Francisco 49ers, and it may be a little bit too soon to bring him up. He's kind of a big dude. He looks like a sausage. Hey, I, I, I look like a kielbasa, so I'm not calling anyone bad, you know? I'm not shaming. But he drives a 92-year-old car, and then that's, that's where it gets Fascinating. His dad bought for twenty five dollars in the nineteen forties. You might this guy pulls in an average annual salary of seven point five million. It's nineteen twenty eight Model A Ford, and it was the successful follow up to the auto iconic Model T. Now, clearly, it's a classic car, and it's been restored and things along those lines. And it, to say it was a twenty five dollars stock car is Probably a little bit on the silly side. I have a truck that I'm thrilled with. I love my vehicle. Um, I don't need better. I've got a friend who's got a $250,000 car. And he's thrilled with it. And I, th- I go, well, that doesn't make a lot of financial sense. But that's okay. He wants to live life. We all have different things that motivate us. I want to live a good retirement. So, um, interesting. Andy Reid's father's name Walter, and there's a big army hospital called Walter Reed. It's not the same Walter Reed, but um, it's pretty interesting to see uh, a model T uh, being driven about. And again, the big areas where you spend money poorly are on your house, on your spouse. And typically on a car. Um, Those are the big ticket purchases people make. And I'm not saying you buy a a spouse. Please, please, no letters to management. He implied buying people is good. No, he spent a lot of money on divorces. So, um, there's a whole industry about it, right? Couldn't just go in and say, okay, at some point in time, if I rip up this paper, we're done. No, we we could, but we don't. The markets moved higher this morning. A little bit of a bounce on Friday's 600 point drop, but also a little bit on some strong manufacturing data that came out. I find myself right now a little bit too, I'm in my own head. I don't want to use the word strong. I want to say better than expected manufacturing data. That's killing me. Having to catch myself and how I say everything. Nike's leading the markets higher. Now this is an interesting one. A couple weeks ago, 90, Nike was at 90, and I said, well, that's going to go straight to 100 this year. And then, like, two days later, it was 100. Then it pulls back down to 90 again because of the coronavirus, where we know that Nike is an international company in sales, but they also manufactured a lot of their goods in China. them to the United States. And if people are dying and they have the flu, I don't think we'll get as far as say I don't want to wear Nike shoes because maybe someone... But there is a lot of racism going on right now and a lot of nationalism. Uh, France, Le Mans, the newspaper of record in France just got blasted by social media on. They, they, they referred to the coronavirus situation as a yellow alert. Um, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Um, but who am I to tell the French what to do, right? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about? We talk about big event coming up Thursday, February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. If you haven't been to an event, you can use radio code twenty five to get in for free. It's the start of the new year, and there's a lot going on. A couple things, like I said, you don't want to get a. The divorces can be expensive. Cars can be expensive. Houses can be expensive. Buying an annuity is usually a very very bad idea especially if you bought it from a friend or a family member. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event Thursday the 6th. Sign up at robblackshow.com.